What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day Renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. So tell me about your experience with nun's thighs. (laughs) That's how you want to start. Right? You grew up Catholic, right? I did, I did. Well, this is a recipe. This is food. You were talking about plums. Tell me more. We were talking about plums. We were talking about plums. plums. And you've got these plums over here now. I can't remember why. I don't know. My mother was helping me like look for recipes. I was trying to come up with something like a dessert. And there's an Italian thing called nun's thighs. So you cut the plum in half. You have the two halves. You take the pit out, of course, and you quarter it, and you keep the two together like that. So we've got like a little Vulcan thing, like, like mm-hmm. a little, like two little, you split them open. And you peel up the skin just like part way up, almost like the nun is revealing her her like underneath her little habit because you have like the dark you know uh-huh. and then you you uh you poach them in like a little bit of brandy and you sprinkle and you crush pepper on them um and they're brandy. it's kind of a savory yeah brandy poached plums yeah with pepper with, on them with uh, cracked black pepper on them yeah i feel like i've seen a lot of desserts with pepper in it Mm-hmm. More recently, I mean, I don't know how old this is. This but... is old. Okay, this is like this is ancient. Or... This is like when I was still in high school, culinary, um, like high okay. school culinary school. Um, Mrs. Ann Bonine. Who's that? Ann Anne Bonine. She was the home ec and cooking teacher. She taught us. She was American regional food, or she was the cook. Aren't they all cooking teachers in culinary well, school? <laughs> well, this is high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was in. She was. A, she did. You know, the home ec stuff. So they had like the sewing machines in the front of the classroom, and then across the classroom, and then all the kitchen stuff, like all the little quarter kitchen things in the back. And so you took. You, did you sew? Did you Did you do any? I did that in like eighth grade. I learned how to make the lips. Or... Like you make the little lip pillow. Everybody you, had to make lips. You can you make, a make lip, lips. Can you make a lip? No, I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't have home ec. No. I had a. Um. I had some. I had like there was some accounting class or something it was like only for half a semester but mm-hmm. i just used you to play to balance your checkbook yeah, yeah basically but i would play I was cards like hundreds of dollars off yeah class. i would play <laughs> I like... cards with these kids in the back like we'd play like poker or and... for school credit <laughs> nice <laughs> no, we didn't there was no credit it was i think i lost my lunch money a couple of times there <laughs> nice. but we'd play like play like for dollars a hand yeah that i don't know like I, was, high school. I was probably getting grifted i don't know but um, no, but a you lip grew pillow? up in Vegas. This is right. I know, <laughs> but I've no. I've never. Can you make? Could you make a lip pillow today? I could. Yeah. I mean, once you what know, do you need? You need fabric and cotton and a sewing machine. And that's it. Cotton batting. Yeah. Okay. Scissors. Yeah. You just, you 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 make a template. You get a big piece of paper. And you make the shape of the lips, and then you put that on the fabric, and you you draw that on the fabric. You cut it out of two pieces. And then you sew them together on the outside, and then you, you stuff it. Well, you do the middle too, so it looks like lips. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, yeah, you stuff it, but then you, no, you sew it afterwards. I think you put the lip part in the middle, down the middle afterwards. Because yeah, you stuff stuff the whole thing. But when you sew it all together, you leave like the little thing where you stuff it. I don't know. No, no I'm sorry. You turn it inside out. 
That was the hard part. It's turning the whole mm. thing inside out so that that seam is on the inside so that it's all kind of smooth outside. And then, yeah, you stuff it with all the cotton and then you sew it again down the middle so it's like it separates the two to the top and the bottom of the lips. See, folks, this is I'm not kidding when I say that Walter is a Renaissance man. I mean, who <laughs> it was knew? Eighth grade home ec. Yeah. <laughs> well, still, I didn't. I wouldn't be able to sew some lip pillows. I mean, well, I'm making a porch swing right now from scratch. You know. I think your porch swing needs a lip pillow. Could you do it like corduroy? Or I don't like... have a sewing machine, and I'm not doing that by hand. Not yet. No, I'm not going to do it by hand. You're not going to ever. Do it. No, that's ridiculous. Oh, okay. I'll make some pillows, sure. If that's if you really need that to happen. I might. I mean, Christmas is around the corner. You could make lip pillows for everybody. I could just make, yeah. No, <laughs> if you all want to pitch to pitch in on a sewing machine, send me a, a swinger. I'm a telling sw- you, swing we, line or what is we it get we get a Patreon Singer? together. And we uh, we a get some people. Is that what they're calling it? I thought it was called um, GoFundMe. Well, that's they're different things. Patreon's like a regular occurring. You know, if we said, hey, if we raise a hundred dollars, Walter will make lip pillows. <laughs> If it's like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter, if we were going to start a lip pillow business, that would be oh, what okay. we'd go through. Patreon's kind of like, hey, you know, if you like what we Here's do. Here's our goal. If we hit it, we'll do it. Yeah, or if you just want to support the show. Ah. So that could be something to look into. I don't know if you folks are interested in lip pillows, but. Well, I need a sewing machine. To <laughs> and yes. I'm not going to use my own money for that. It's <laughs> not ever going to happen. Um, so you talk about high school. And mm-hmm. I know that there's one particular story that we were discussing earlier that you were um, debating on whether or not you wanted to share, and oh, you decided. Yeah, yeah I, I, I talked to my sister, and she said that it's probably safe for me to talk about it now. So going on that recommendation, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the story. It's okay. A really bad idea. Okay. So but, I mean, so, the story doesn't really go anywhere. Like, there's no crescendo. There's no plot. There's no intrigue. It's just I was angry. Well, let, you let, let the mother. listeners be the uh, okay. be the judge of that. I so I want to hear my, why why were you angry at your mother? I don't remember. It was so long ago. Okay, I'm yeah. a forty year old man. Like I don't remember what made me angry <laughs> with my parents when I was a sophomore, or junior in high school. Typical shit. They wouldn't let you do something. Do something yeah, or, or they were mad at me about something. It could have been grade related, or I don't know. I don't know. Um, it was just general sense of rebellion. But so I was mad at them. And there, uh, there was a party going on out on the other side of town at my friend's house. How was I to get out there? And, uh, you know, I don't even know if I had a driver's license at this time. I'm pretty sure I did. I think I was at least 16 or 17 years old. Mm-hmm. But so they were out of town. They were out gone. Uh, Mom and Mindy were out um, wherever they were. And they had left the keys to the other car. They're gonna be so mad when they hear this. What was what kind of car was this? It was a it was a little blue uh, convertible that was Mindy's, mm-hmm. and um, so I took it to go pick up my friend and go to the party, and I don't believe I was entirely sober. I don't really know. I don't think I was because we hadn't gone to the party yet. But I picked up my friend and he was definitely not sober. We're not gonna discuss that too much. But we can. He was he was uh, he was high on LSD. Okay, is that okay to say? I mean, well, if well, he was the one. This is, that is a the federal same... crime, though. I mean, no, I don't think it's a federal. I don't crime. just don't want to get him in trouble. And we've for discussed doing this it. already because during your story about getting dosed involuntarily, yes, that's true. he called me and he he heard the show. He right. called me and he said, "John, I was the one who dosed him." 
Because you didn't but know. He didn't, but he didn't know it was me who was going to drink the thing, did he? I mean, I Yes, that's what he okay, said. Well, he said he... Oh, he dosed me on purpose? All right, then fuck you, Dexter. There you go. <laughs> Dickhead. So... That's what he said. So he's he's frying balls. And we're joyriding in my mom's girlfriend's car. It's the middle of the night. And they're doing construction on what's called 30th Avenue on the way out mm-hmm. to LCC. Mm-hmm. Right? Big, steep, road. dark, yeah. wide road. It's like yeah. six lanes wider. There's no huge. business being six lanes. Yeah, it's enormously yeah. wide. It's totally safe, but I'm going really fast. <laughs> and I'd always wondered, like, I just want to hit one of those things. Those big, no, what are these things? These the big, big orange, not the cone, but it's like the big a wide. tub? It's like a tub. It's like a big square tub. It's like with orange and white stripes. Yeah. Did you know those are full of sand? <laughs> I had no idea. Don't hit them. Don't <laughs> Not on purpose or on accident, because they are filled with sand. <laughs> apparently this one i hit and i was like kunk, kunk, yeah when all sands like filled the car like it was like all, in the car yeah it was all over the place it was my eyes like yeah we're skidding around and we're going really fast and of course in case it's just like what the like because he's he's still he's because i was like i want to hit one i want to hit one he's like don't no no please don't no no don't do it he's like shaking his head like Who don't knows do what it. he's seeing yeah and i just kind of went Burp. i mean i barely i didn't like barrel into one i just kind of went doesn't take much in and out and just like yeah and so, yeah, it really dented the front of the car, like the hood, quite a bit. And we got to the party and had a few drinks, and I got a little nervous about them. No, I think that was the night I threw up cornflakes on the roof of his house. Okay, but, so, so go ahead. So you're so at the party. So we get to the party, and oh, the girls uh, from Juno were there. So um, all these girls. I don't Alaska? Know, yeah, all okay. these girls. I don't know, Jen and what was the other? Casey's girls, uh, Shauna, or I can't remember what her name was, but they were all really pretty. And we're, you know, that presidents and assholes card game that you play. Sounds familiar. But, and you play it with beer. Like, drink, drink, drink. There's like, it's a drinking game. Mm-hmm. These girls were playing with like gallons of tequila and vodka. Like, they were just like, doop, 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 drinking this tequila and shit. I was like, oh my God, like, they're crazy. And there was a TV show on about some like guy who's an ex alcoholic, but now he's a teacher. Can't remember the name of the show, but he was Head talking. Head of the class? No, no. <laughs> this is decades after that. But, Head of the class is like when I was a little kid, maybe a decade after that. But no, this guy was talking about um, when he was an alcoholic, he remembered eating cornflakes with his gin. And so there's all this alcohol in the house and Babkeys was there. Everyone's there. And I was just like, yeah, you know, how, you know, this will be funny. So I take a bowl and I fill it with cornflakes and I fill it with gin and I'm eating this. It was burning my mouth. I don't know if you ever just put straight gin in your mouth. I mean, especially as a child, like it just burns. Yes. Like alcohol hurts you. And that's about as far as I remember from that night. Um, but I did wake up in the upstairs bathroom, and the window was open, and Casey was out there dumping boiling water across his rooftop because somebody had vomited cornflakes across the entire roof of his house. I don't know who It was who his did house. That. It was, yeah. He, oh, okay. Yeah. So he's high on acid after you have... This is like the next morning that I'm, oh, okay. when I woke up. Because I don't Got it. No, I don't remember. So you threw up cornflakes and gin on the someone roof. did someone I mean, did i could we, only uh, i could only surmise that it was me well i mean we don't know who else i mean somebody else could have had cornflakes it was a whole box of cornflakes and i didn't eat all of them so so that me. happens so that and happens. you you then take I, the car home then i drive home no one's the wiser that i've taken the car <clears throat> it never comes up and i'm terrified because there's the car is dented in front like <laughs> fairly it's just on the hood it's not like the grill mm-hmm. there's no real i don't know it's just on the hood and I'm just waiting, waiting for days, weeks, months. 
almost a year goes by and no one says anything. And then one night we're um, we were dry, we we're walking back. My mother and Mindy and her, Mindy's brother was visiting from out of town, and we we're coming back to the car after rehearsals for one of the shows that we were doing involved in. And somebody notices it, and they're like, "What happened to the car? My my God!" And I'm like, "Oh God, that looks terrible." And I put my hand on it. I'm like, "It looks like somebody hit it with a baseball bat." And everyone's you, you like, did, "You were an actor, were, were you not <laughs> so in we high school?" Were coming yes. back from, we were coming back from rehearsals yeah for something and i was like that looks just terrible and everyone's like yeah that is kind of what it looks like that looks so who would do such a thing i was like i don't know i was with you guys you know you saw me <laughs> and like yeah no and i was off the hook and apparently and i've been worrying about like you know they're gonna find out somebody's gonna find out but then you know the car went away apparently they they sent it down to be with my sister there was like uh, they missed some payments on it they were gonna recall or the uh, repossess repossess it so they sent it down to her, and of course they scheduled her, like they found her, they found the car. And so they're like, we're going to come get the car. She's like, fine, but it's like the cable people where they're like, it's going to be between 8 a.m. and such and such. And <laughs> Really? That's how they do it? I don't know, but they didn't. They came much later in the day when she was she was having a party. She was having a barbecue, and they came and took the car in the middle of her barbecue. All her friends are there, and they're yeah, repossessing the car. Yeah, it was fairly, the... fairly embarrassing. Jesus. <clears throat> so that's what happened to the car. It's gone. And mom, I'm sorry. Mindy, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what that's where the dents came from from the from the hood. It's... Well, Walter, thank you for for sharing. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Was, I'm gonna catch so much hell. It was like 25 years ago, at least. What's the statute of limitations on something like that? You think? 26 years. <laughs> so, I, yeah, no, I got I another know. year before they come after me. Oh, I don't man. know. I don't um, know. Um, I'm a dead man. So, I was hoping. Well, you know, as far as we're getting things out and whatnot, that's I, not I, enough. Well, I wanted to apologize, and I don't know if we've talked about this incident with the um, with the ranch dressing in the walk-in. You motherfucker. <laughs> so, one of the things. This is when Walter was. I think he was Help trying. You. He was helping me. He was trying to get out of working at the design firm. And so he was like, hey, get me no, behind the hours. bar. He needed yeah. he needed hours. And I said, well, we had, I don't know, one of our line cooks, I don't know, got thrown in jail or, you know, didn't come in. Like they, they all quit. They all quit or something. Nobody could cook. Was... Nobody could cook. There was literally no one. And so I said, do you want? You can come in. I mean, it's a pretty basic menu. You probably know all As the I things. As I recall, you were asking, you called me. Oh. And you're like, can you come help us? There's no one to cook. And I was, Is that what I said? came in as a favor. Yes. Yes, you did. You did. You came in as a favor to me. Helping. You were helping. I mean, I needed the hours too, but I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I need the hours, and I kind of want to get out of this. Yeah. I got no. No. Got nothing going on. You here. were helping me. Yes, I, I apologize. I, and, it's fine. No, I was doing. And so, doing me a favor. One of the one of the little jokes that I would play and people would play and and um you know would be somebody was in the walk in. This is a common joke. This was, yeah, this was, <laughs> is you would just turn the light off in the walk-in and shut the door and hold it shut so they couldn't get out, right? So it was just something, you know, to, you know, kill the boredom. And so Walter's never been in this kitchen. Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't know what to do. You, I mean, a kitchen's a kitchen, basically, but yeah. didn't know where anything was. And he went into the walk-in, and it was dead. So I thought it would be funny to turn the light off and hold the door shut and I heard you like 
just swear or something like that and I opened the door to laugh and an entire tub of ranch dressing <laughs> it was like one of those five gallon square ones it was ones. huge like, I don't know why they needed to make that much ranch at one time well and uh, and so I he didn't he couldn't see anything and it was all over the floor and he was very upset it was in my shoe it was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you fucking monster he had ranch was, in his shoe it was ranch everywhere um and you open the door and you're laughing. It was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, what, what, I have to work like the this? rest of the night with ranch in my shoe. Uh, so I am sorry for that. Well, I, I apologize. accept your apology, sir. Um, We're square. Ranch dressing. How do you feel about ranch dressing in the restaurant as a condiment? I know that it's sometimes often seen as a trashy thing. Um, everybody always wants ranch. and So if everyone's always asking for ranch with their french fries, why do we not have it more prevalently available? Why are we not buying bottles of squeeze bottles of Hidden Valley Ranch? Why is it always some big tub that's in the back that waiters are always or bartenders are always expected it's to scoop out into a ramekin? Nobody wants responsibility, right? The kitchen wants the waiters to get their own ranch, and the waiters want the kitchen to provide the ranch. Because the kitchen should be, I mean, in my mind, they're in charge of all the sauces, regardless of... Right, no, but, not not. All the, but not all the condiments. Is it a sauce or is it a condiment? condiment? No, it's a condiment. But it's perishable, so it can't be left out on the tables. We can't just have bottles of ranch sitting out. So <laughs> well, you, can, you have them in the... In you have the bottles m- of ketchup, bottles of mustard, you know, these things can be left out. Mayonnaise right. and ranch have to be dealt with by the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like... When guests want ketchup, and you're like, hey, kitchen, can I get some more ketchup? And they're like, just get your own damn ketchup. It's like, well, give us the facilities to give us our own ketchup. Like, we'll have our own ketchup. But so depending on where you work, I remember in this situation, the kitchen controlled the ketchup. But it was like, it was annoying for the kitchen. It was like, just give us the ketchup. But then it's like, they want more ketchup. You know, it's like, well, they have tickets. You know, they can't stop the whole line of production to stop and give you ketchup. It's like, well, why aren't we just putting ketchup on the tables? Because this is a nice place. I'm like, is it? Because they all are eating French fries with ranch. So how nice of a place is it at this time? Like, when you get busy and... And that's all that people want. They just want the goddamn ketchup and ranch, man. Like, I just feel like... Stick well, what your about in the air and hand it to me. Like, Hidden Valley Ranch dressing is on the counter or on the on the shelf at the grocery store. Or do you have to refrigerate uh, it once it's... Once it's opened, yeah. Okay. I just feel Maybe like... I don't. I don't know. <clears throat> Suddenly, you're right. Like, it's a salad dressing, right? So <laughs> It's a salad dressing, and does but do salad dressings, dressings need to be refrigerated after opening, right? I believe so. Like mayonnaise, yeah. It's like it's on the shelf, but <clears throat> then you have to refrigerate after opening. So the eggs and the milk I just feel things. like it should be in restaurants. It should be It should be in a squeeze bottle, and it should Maybe be part of the... Maybe just a little mini bottle, unopened, like disposable. Yeah. Like a little something. There should be something. Packets. Packets of ranch, <laughs> cleaning up packets off the table. Oh, that sounds great, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just feel like if it's going to be, there's ownership is always trying to create this fucking ketchup. Well, it's like, oh, this is this is like you said, it's a nice place. And it's yeah. like, well, nice or not, people are asking for these things, and so we can sit here and go, oh, I'm terribly sorry, we don't have any ranch here, and yeah. then. If you have a hamburger on your menu, then you have french fries on your menu. If you have french fries on your menu, then you have baskets of french fries on your menu. If you have baskets of french fries on your menu, then you have to have ranch and ketchup available. And just get yellow mustard. <clears throat> yeah, french is yellow mustard is perfect. You don't need Dijon. Well, I mean... Stone ground. You can have those things, but then you also need yellow. You know what I mean? It's like... Mm-hmm. 
because I've been to places where like just just give me some stone ground mustard. It's like, well, we don't have it, you know. And they're like, all right, fine, they'll just make do. But like, you have to have some kind of mustard. But stone ground is. You can't expect everyone to have stone ground. No. You can't expect them to have French's yellow mustard. You should. You should. Unless it's a French restaurant, but French's, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, even then, like, they should have a bottle somewhere. You know, it's like, even at the Fairmont, we've got a bottle of A1 under the counter, just in case. You know, somebody wants to order a $65 steak with an A1 sauce on it. You know, it's like. You have that available. Yeah. Barbecue sauce is another thing that's. That seems to be more and more barbecue these days. Is, well, that's something you have to make. It's like, and if it's not a barbecue joint, like you, you, I mean, it's really easy to make, but if you don't have the time, you know, like not everyone's making barbecue sauce. It's not, yeah. you know, and yeah, every barbecue sauce recipe is different. So we need a non-perishable ranch dressing, buttermilk of some kind. No, we don't. Well, that's no, not going to happen. I mean, it doesn't milk, exist. Milk that is way. perishable. Like it's. Unless it's already sealed and on the shelf for some reason. Right. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, we have, like, those little mini ketchups and stuff. We could just do that with ranch. Just. Hidden Valley, if you're listening. Make little tiny, tiny bottles. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they do. Probably. We've got the mayonnaise ones and the ketchup ones and the. We do the mustard ones. You can get a ranch and get a barbecue, mesquite. Mesquite barbecue. Yeah, they have little tiny things of A1, you know? They must. Single servings. Um, in other. Um, Trashy food news. You should rumple the paper when you do that. Like, this just in. This just did. Hang on a minute. <clears throat> this just in. <clears throat> um, Wendy's is going to be serving breakfast next year. Are you as excited as I am? Well, seeing as how I live in a town with no Wendy's in it. <clears throat> but I mean, Wendy's is going to be serving breakfast next year, Walter. Yes. I'm about as excited as a bland guy in a porno factory. Are you... Um, it will include a breakfast baconator. So it's like Jack in the Box. A honey butter chicken biscuit. And my favorite, the Frosty Chino. What is the Frosty so Chino? So I'm assuming it doesn't is say... variation on the Frosty? There's no pictures, but I'm guessing it's some sort of Frappuccino Frosty coffee drink. What's wrong with the Frosty? Well, they're adding coffee to it for the That's morning. That's fucked up. No, leave it's the breakfast. Frosty alone. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They just can't leave well enough alone, can they? How do you feel about breakfast at fast food joints? I have enjoyed my share of, you is know, it? sausage, McMuffin, biscuit. What is it? I don't even know what the thing I have. Sausage, biscuit, egg, egg McMuffin. Egg McMuffin with sausage or whatever. Yeah. I like sausage, egg, cheese. You've enjoyed it. Yeah. I feel like it always gives me heartburn. It always <laughs> feels, like it feels like I ate a brick. You know? It's like... <laughs> I eat one tiny little sandwich and it just good. feels like I don't weigh like two hundred more pounds than I should. It's it's I can't move afterward. I try and pop my back and I can't quite turn my body. Like you try and get out of your car, it's like everything's just hurts. Uh huh. Yeah. I think that's just the salt. Enjoyed. Oh, that's just the level of <laughs> salt in it. That's Four it. days worth of sodium intake exactly. in one meal. Exactly. Oh god, I don't even want to think about that. It's making um, me sweat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um on another note, I wanted to go back to ketchup real quick. Heinz, now you, you like Heinz or Hunt's, or you don't care, it doesn't matter, Good right? Solid ketchup. Heinz has taken their glass bottle. I don't know, you usually do the squeeze bottles, right? Squeeze. I like the upside down squeezy, yeah. Yeah, it has the label on it. So they have taken their, um, their bottle, and so 
when it's standing upright, the label would be upright as well. Mm -hmm. So what they've done is at the angle at which you're supposed to. That's where they're doing it. So the forty-five that, degree angle. So if you look at it, if you look at the bottle like this, mm -hmm. the label will be straight up and down, so you know exactly at what angle is that's best. That's brilliant. I love them. I mean, that's it's training wheels. I mean, like I think <laughs> most of us adults know that you take a classic bottle, classic mm -hmm. glass bottle of Heinz fifty-seven. On the you know the bottle's curved like right like this, mm -hmm. like it's curved like here, and then it goes straight down right at the shoulder. Now, at the shoulder of the glass bottle of Heinz 57 sauce, there's a little 57. Now, if you take the bottle, you put it at a 45-degree angle, and you tap it on the 57, the ketchup will come pouring out like manna from heaven. <laughs> so even those little tiny bottles that we have at the Fairmont, they're still, they have a little slope. They don't have a 57, but still at that spot, like right at the shoulder, you just tap it on that on your finger. It's just a little... That and that's you, it. I know you don't have your headphones on. But. Yes, it did. But that's okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, it it's okay. It it's all right. Loud. <laughs> um, so I'm good on them for like making the little label thing to let people know how to get the ketchup out of there. Mm -hmm. It just made me so angry. Like Even my own father would stick the butter knife, knife in there. That's a bad move. Ugh. Well, the problem is, okay, so I'm a burger dipper, right? Tell me. So yeah. I like to dip my burger. So you get your hamburger, check the layers, make sure it's got you know all the things in there, and you cut it in half with your knife. Mm -hmm. Then you go to pour your ketchup. Now if you're sticking this knife that once was inside of a hamburger, you just used it. Now there's like meat chunks and all kinds of things you're pushing up into that bottle. And I'd watch my dad do this because, I mean, obviously this is learned behavior. I don't know to this day if my dad eats hamburgers this way, but I feel like I saw it somewhere. So he's cutting his burger and then shoving this mayonnaise-covered, meat-ridden, filthy knife into the ketchup bottle. I would just watch that filth. I mean, it would cascade back out once he got it going, but he's holding but it at the same know. angle. If he just tapped it, it would have come out. But, yeah, sticking that, that sound, <laughs> yes. the sound of the knife inside that bottle it's, uh, still resonates in my skull. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I know we talk a lot about... Ketchup the and condiments, the horrors. <laughs> the horrors. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool uh, deal with the label. Yeah, I like that. So, when did they start doing that? I think just this year. We were just at the grocery store. Why didn't we look? I don't know. You should just carry this notebook around with you, I think. I will. I can. We'll have to make more trips. Um, so I know that you have to go I do have to go soon, soon. <laughs> but... They, I wanted to talk to you about, and we talked about stew last week, an old stew that was 45 years. Mm, and mm. Um, so there was a, um, I believe, a paleontologist. Wow. We're going even further back? Yes. That 3,000-year-old cheese or something that they so, found under the ship? So they found a bison that was frozen from 50,000 years ago. 50? 50,000 years ago. That is... Is that that's not before human existence? Let's look in your but freezer and see how how long has that ha that frostbitten hamburger been in there? Like that's not mine, but that yes, that's been in there for a while. I mean, say that's like it's been months, maybe maybe a year, a year, one year, one year. We're talking fifty thousand years. Fifty thousand years. Frostbite. They took a piece of the neck, mm -hmm. they thawed it out, mm -hmm. and they cooked it in a stew. Mm. Sounds terrible. Would you? Yeah. Again, I think I just answered that with the, <laughs> one year. You get frostbitten meat. Is frostbitten enough to make a steak inedible? Mm-hmm. 
50,000 years of frostbite, there's no meat left. I mean, it's... Yeah, the I don't salt know. crystals have sucked all the moisture. I mean, the cellular structure of the meats doesn't even exist. It's probably just, yeah, it's like basically like jerky. Right? In the article, it was, um, they said that nobody asked for seconds. <laughs> that was basically, he said, it wasn't inedible, but nobody asked for seconds. Yeah. <clears throat> That's good. Is it 50,000 years old? I mean, like, you got to wait another 50,000 years for. I mean, bison has a lot of fat in it, so that mm-hmm. fat content might have helped in some way. If you cut it from really deep inside of him, like, was it a whole bison? I think so. I think it was a whole Because those are thick monsters. I mean, those guys so you think big. somewhere deep in the neck? Fur, skin, meat, like maybe deep, like like liver, like if you go for like an organ meat or like mm-hmm. a really internal muscle they went that hasn't to... been too frostbitten, like it's been a neck that's been exposed... So no. The elements is going to be basically inedible. I mean, you can grind anything up and eat it, right? <laughs> can you? <laughs> now, wasn't there a guy who like ate a, a plane or something on a bet? Like you could eat metal and you like ate an entire car or something. I heard something about he a guy a Volkswagen. who he he melted it down into BBs and then is that ate how the he BBs. Did? Yes, no, that's not. He didn't actually chew anything. You know, chewing metal, but you you melt it down and if you have BBs and then you just eat it with your meal and then you pass the BBs. <laughs> For however long that it takes. Like you cheated. Right. <laughs> that sounds like cheating. I'm not that's impressed cheating. by that guy anymore. No. <laughs> I thought it was like, I'm not chewing through it, but like cutting off and then like swallowing pieces of this car. Jesus, I don't think that that's the way that your guts are designed. They're not to eat a car. No, no. certainly not. Even Not even metal BBs, Like, but he did it anyway. I don't know. Yeah. That's certainly the, the manlier way to go is just cutting off strips of a Volkswagen. <sighs> Some pansy making BBs out of a Volkswagen. He's not even trying. No. But yeah, so if, I feel like if it's in inside the animal enough that it wasn't really exposed to the elements, they're just brought down to that temperature. Possibly. Maybe it won't anything. kill you. I don't know. Put enough salt and pepper and everything's you, fine. You can basically eat anything, right? Yeah. yeah. Cut it into thin enough strips. Beef jerky. Yeah. Boil that's it gross. Up. Yeah. That's pretty gross. But yeah, there was that cheese that they found at the bottom of some ship the sunken ship they mm-hmm. off the Greek Isles they found like this container and it was like this you know it was like 3,000 year old cheese did they say how it tasted? I don't think that it was safe to consume <laughs> there was some sort of they said it smelled really bad they may have tried to eat it I'm not really sure some kind of botulism or something or well that's the whole thing with all those things that, that bison was exposed to bacterium and elements that we don't have anymore we don't have resistances for <clears throat> So, yeah, everyone who ate that stew could potentially be harboring a weird form of trichinosis or a weird worm that was surviving in the meat all these years. Or Yeah, Gross. the worm lays some eggs and the eggs go dormant for 50,000 years. Sure, I mean, it's just <laughs> ovum, right? Mixes with a common ringworm. God, you got a is new this, horror movie on your Is hands. this, I was going to say, is this a new script you're working <laughs> on? Maybe. <clears throat> no. It's just an ovum. It's just... Be careful out there, Building guys. Blocks. Don't eat any it's old meat. <laughs> 50,000 year old egg or uh, worm ovum? No. <clears throat> yeah, none of that's none of that's good. Thank you, Walter. Is that it? That's right. it. We'll it's see you next John. week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions 
to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.